You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Meet Friday here in Los Angeles. We'll talk to the former LSU head coach, Ed Orgeron. He, of course, had Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in what you could argue is the best college football team that we've seen. In fact, I want to ask Coach O, best team that he was with at USC versus this LSU team that he coached with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Coach O will join us coming up here in the studio, coming up in a little bit here. This program is uh, brought to you by... Well, Peacock, our streaming partner, biggest Sunday night of them all, Super Bowl 56, live from SoFi Stadium. It'll be, uh, obviously, the Rams and the Bengals, and it'll be uh, coverage starting at 12 Eastern. That's noon, only on NBC, Peacock, and Telemundo. Drew Brees will be part of the NBC team. He was the MVP of Super Bowl 44, now part of the NBC Sports Super Bowl pregame show that will start on Sunday. That's a long day for you, Drew. Uh, are you ready? How do you prepare for something like this? We've uh, been spent a lot of yesterday at SoFi, and we'll spend a lot of the next two days there as well, just going through the sets and rehearsals and uh, everything that we want to talk about and cover for uh, for the fans tuning in prior to the game and during halftime and post game. Tougher to prepare for a Super Bowl playing or as a broadcaster. <laughs> I'd much rather be playing in it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's certainly butterflies both ways. You know, um, it was uh, un- uncharted territory the first time we we played in the Super Bowl, um, and so you're, you know, you're trying to navigate what your process is going to be for those two weeks. You know, the first week is spent at home, and then the second week, you know, at the host site, and, and ours was in Miami, so it was a pretty crazy atmosphere. Um, but felt like we managed it well, and, and obviously had a had a had a big had a big win against the Colts. Um, but uh, but yeah, here, I mean, look, the weather's cooperating. This is about as beautiful as, as you could you could ever imagine down here in Southern California, LA, for this week. Um, I know the COVID, uh, um, you know, still lingers a little bit, so it's not maybe as crazy as as it normally would be, you know, at a Super Bowl host site. But uh, it certainly feels like everybody's having a good time though. When you run into Peyton Manning, what's the conversation like? Well, we did have a bet uh, not too long ago on the Purdue-Tennessee Music City Bowl game. (laughs) Um, And and initially that was, it was, all right, you know, what what are we going to bet? All right, let's do a nice, crisp $100 bill with the other guy's signature on it, you know, sent in the mail. And Purdue won that game in, like, triple overtime it was a crazy game probably one of the better bowl games that we saw and uh i, I hadn't received my hundred bucks yet so i'm like peyton what's the deal I, I said i said now you either send me the hundred bucks or you take me duck hunting because uh, i hear he's got a pretty good duck hunting spot so he's like all right deal so sounds like we're going duck hunting instead so i'll let you know how it goes have you ever brought up the super bowl that you played against him no no that's that's uh, that's, that was that was a good memory for me. Maybe not for him. Um, Can you joke got, about he, it? Can you joke with him about beating him in a Super Bowl? I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know if I would want that if I were on the other side. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we we've got a great relationship and and we've we, we've had fun. I, I I made an appearance on the. Uh, 
on the Peyton and Eli broadcast uh, this year. We didn't we didn't talk Super Bowl. But we talked a bunch of other stuff. Were you aware that Sean Payton was going to start the second half of the Super Bowl with an onside kick? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we knew we knew that from the start of the week. Uh, he had given it a nickname, so the name of the play was Ambush, rightfully named, and he basically said it's not a matter of if we're going to call this, it's when. And so from the very beginning, he set the tone that, you know, don't get nervous, don't get tight as to whether we're going to call us. We are, and it has to work when we do because we're going to have to steal a possession in this game if we want to win. We knew the firepower that was on the other side of the ball with Peyton Manning. And if you recall, they jumped out to a 10-0 lead after the first two drives. Um, And then we settled it down. And brought it to 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 ten to six by halftime. Got a couple field goals, and then here we are kicking the ball off to him in the second half, and felt like they'll never expect it. And sure enough, they did it, and we got it, and worked out well. Okay, but you're planning he's going to do this to to start the second half, or at some point there's going to be an onside kick. Yeah. So he. We didn't know when, okay. but, but he said, we are going to call this in the game. Like, it, it's going to happen, so so stay ready. Stay ready, be ready. And so we go in at halftime, and Super Bowl halftime is, takes forever, right? It's twice as long as a normal halftime, maybe 40 minutes. So, you know, we, we, we go in, and literally before we can take our pads off and uh, start getting ready for the second half, he says, hey, ambush is coming. And so all of a sudden, it just starts spreading to the locker room. You know, like, <laughs> ambush is coming. Ambush is coming, you know. And so there was this level of excitement, uh, you know, to start that second half. You know, we're, we're taking – we're supposed to be taking off our pads and eating turkey sandwiches and just, you know, kind of kicking our feet up. Um, but all of a sudden, it just it just changed the mood a bit. Wait, you're eating at halftime? Well, like I said, normally you would Normally, you're just in there, maybe quick snack, adjustments, boom, you're out the door. It's like a 12-minute halftime. But, I mean, now with the, the halftime show and just everything that's taking place, it's, it's, that's as much a part of the spectacle as, as, as the game. So you, you have a lot of time, and they tell you, don't get, don't get too worked up. You know, kick your feet up, take your pads off, get a bite to eat. It's going to be a while. If you could give advice to Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford, you had to pick one. Who would you who would you think could use <laughs> use your advice on Sunday? Well, I'm sure it's Joe Burrow um, because you know Stafford has McVay and the Rams who have who were there a few years ago, right? So at least there's some uh, experience as to what that schedule was in the process and just uh, maybe how to handle it from a quarterback's perspective. Um, listen, on the flip side, I mean Joe Burrow's played a bunch of big games and national championships and um you know but but i i'd say just being being a young player especially once you begin to you know feel what the routine is of uh, a regular season game a playoff game you know the super bowl super bowl is totally different from the perspective of the week of preparation that that's really i think that's really where you just have to formulate your plan and your process because it is a it is a it is a long two weeks, and it's one of those where it's easy to get distracted. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, even as the little thing is like who you're getting tickets for the game, right? Everybody's reaching out to you, wanting tickets, and you got to. So my, my advice was always, and I, I received this from other people was get all the tickets situated by Monday, Tuesday's media day. Like embrace the media day, like have fun with that because whether you like it or not, 
you know, that's an obligation. So enjoy it. Opportunity to talk about you and your team. If you're going to do a, a, a dinner with your your teammates, which is what we would do every week during the season, we would usually do it on Thursday night. Well, don't do it on Thursday night because where are you going to go and be able to have a nice dinner without just, uh, you know, a ton of distractions? So we did that earlier in the week. So Monday night in South Beach, we all went out as like an offense and had the greatest dinner ever. I mean, it was like a night to remember. But it then just allowed us to kind of put that behind us and, all right, here we go. You know, we're going to we're, – we're focused on the game now. What made it the uh, greatest greatest dinner? Well, because Coach Payton was paying for it. Because <laughs> Coach Payton gave me his credit card and said, y'all have a good time. Because we had been bugging him all, all year. Because, you know, I, I, was, I was paying for a lot of them and then some of the veteran guys. And um, – and, and so we had bu- been bugging Sean, like, Sean, when are you going to buy a dinner for, for the O-line, you know? And he's like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And finally, we make it to the Super Bowl. Like, Sean, this is it. Like, you, you have to buy this one because you, you, you missed all the others. And he's like, all right, here's my credit card. He literally gave me his credit card. I'm like, this is dangerous, Coach. We're going to South Beach. You know that, right? So we go to uh, – I think we go to Joe's. Uh, and we – get we get so many of those like snow crab claws you know like like which are like 90 bucks a pop right i mean we had like platters of these things spread you know spread out what was Um, the tab how much did it come to drew it was it was it it was probably 25 25 grand (laughs) it was it was was easy but here's what happened you can ask sean about this so I, I felt guilty. I felt guilty about it. So I, I, I ended up splitting the tab with him. <laughs> I pulled my credit card out. I'm like, all right, just split it between these two, you know. Um, but, yeah, we, we crushed it. It was fun. He's uh, Drew Brees. He's uh, joining us on behalf of NBC, uh, their pregame show, and also uh, PointsBet, the official sports betting partner of NBC Sports. How aware were you of the point spread when you played? in games you know what never never really but but that super bowl it's funny because sean sean was looking for every way to you know try to give us confidence you know going into that game you know that's that season for the colts was an unbelievable season i mean they were really like an undefeated team um they were 14 and 2 but they had really lost their last two games on purpose. <laughs> if, if you recall, they, they would play their starters for the first half and then sit them for the last two years or the last uh, two games. Cause yeah. you remember what happened in some of the previous years where, you know, I kind of, they felt that pressure of like the undefeated seasons in 2004 and five and others. So, so, so they were really like an undefeated team when we played them. And, and so there, there was this feeling like, man, these guys are unbeatable and, or at least that's, I think what, what the media and, and everybody wanted to to try to communicate. And so I think for us it was like, listen, Sean's like, I think I think we're the better team. And and here's and here's and here's why. And and here's what America thinks too. I think the point spread early in the week was maybe like ten points and then crept down to nine and eight and seven. And by game time it was like five and a half or something like that. Um but bottom line it, it was it was it was trickling down in our favor. And I think he wanted to show that. You know what? It's not just the guys in this room that believe this. Like you have the power of the Houdat Nation. You have the power of this the, the the country too. Feeling like you know what? There's something special with you guys. Like you guys can do this. 
What bothers you more? Does it bother you that the Bengals are who day and the Saints were who dat? Let's clear this up. You got a problem with the Bengals? No, no. I I like I like our chant better than theirs. Okay. You know who that who that who that said they're going to beat them Saints. Um, you know there, there's obviously a little like Cajun, you know, Southeast Louisiana uh, kind of slang with that, right? And and what help me out? It's who day who day who day, and it's not who they going to beat them Bengals or how do they how do, how exactly do they say it? And then it's nobody, right? You like that? Uh, yeah. Listen, I I love. I love when you have chants and stuff that the, the fans can do in the stadium yeah. that gets it riled up. Like we, we uh, Tariqo and I broadcast the, the wild card game at Cincinnati uh, when they played the Raiders. And that was my first time hearing it in the stadium. And I was like, I love it. I love it. That's, that's similar to what we do in the Superdome to get everybody rocking before the game. So I love that. Just like you're in Kansas City and the home of the – Chiefs, right? Like just stuff that <laughs> stuff that bring hey stuff that brings the fans together. I love it. Yeah. Uh, points bet the official sports betting partner of NBC Sports, the only sports book to offer live in-game same-game parlay options for the big game. Available in ten states. Recently launched in New York and Pennsylvania. Which one of uh, Brady's records bothers you the most that he took from you? <laughs> oh man, I'm. I'm um, let's see. Did he? He took the he took the completions record. That's all right. He can have that. Um, took the yards record, right? He he had he had the touchdowns already. He he's lucky. I got hurt for <laughs> for uh, nine games. Aaron Donald, you know, messed up this thumb. Was out for five, and then one of his teammates. It was actually uh, William Golston. He sagged me. He's the one who who fractured all those ribs to start, and then. And then one of those D linemen from the Niners fractured the other three. Yeah. Um, the next week, so he his teammate helped him out, honestly, <laughs> uh, or else I I would have I might have I might have had the touchdown record. Um, you think Brady? You think Brady's done? He said, "Never say never." Oh, he left the door open. Obviously, look, there is a. Um, it'll always live with us. All right, it'll always live with us. Um, I mean, look, there's if you if you told me right now, like if one of these teams is something happened to the quarterback, and they're like, "Hey, we need a quarterback to play. We come in and play." I'd play. I'd play in a second. Um, just you just you're wired that way, man. You're wired. Yeah, but Sean um, reached out to you this season. How close were you to coming back and playing for the same? I was very close. I was very close. I was very close to coming back and playing for that one game. So, I mean, there, there was some there was some other factors and other circumstances, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it always it always lives inside you uh, that fire and and I think you, you just you just wired a certain way, and I think you can just you can flip the switch, you can flip the switch. So uh, you find other ways. I think that's what's hard about retirement is you have to find other ways to channel that competitive drive and that fire, right? Um, and and I, I wouldn't say that's been easy, you know, but it's it's just it's the way we're wired, and that's what we have to find. Thanks again for uh, joining us this season. Have fun on Sunday, and don't think about the number of people watching you. <laughs> it's only it's only like 
you know, yeah, it's, it's only, like, only like half a only like half a billion. <laughs> it's not a whole billion. Like it's just a half a billion. <laughs> and, and you know what? Nobody's going to be on Twitter. Nobody's going to be judging you. Don't worry about it. Just have fun. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have fun, talk ball, make 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 fun of, make make fun of uh, <laughs> make fun of what I see. Yeah. No, it'll be fun. Uh, thanks again. It's great to see you, and uh, thanks again for joining us. You too, Dan. Thanks. That's Drew Brees, a uh, former Saints quarterback, Super Bowl 44 MVP, and the uh, pregame festivities uh, starting. Uh, it says uh, the pregame show at one Eastern on Sunday, NBC and Pico. Is it one Eastern or at noon there, Todd? Uh, I was going off of what I got from okay. uh, media relations. Just want to make sure when I hosted the Super Bowl, I think we started a little bit earlier than that. But uh, well, they're there all day. Let's put it that it's way. a long day. Yeah, yeah. NBC and uh, and Peacock. We'll take a break. That was a great appearance by Drew. I have that one of his better ones. Yes, he... you could tell that not playing really bothers him still. <laughs> yes, you know, like it hurts him. Well, he's as competitive as any person I've ever been around. Yeah, anybody. And that includes Jordan, Tiger. Drew is as competitive as anybody I've ever met. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Ed Orgeron, Coach O, former LSU quarterback. We'll, uh, a, a coach. We'll talk about his uh, former quarterback, Joe Burrow. That'll be after this. It's 18 after the hour. Dan Patrick Show. Uh, what do I have here, Seton? Mercedes, Mercedes yes. You know what? We went outside, and we have the van there, and we have given away the, the van. Over 220,000 entries. Seton, you got to say goodbye to the van today. I know. And you know what? I'm going to miss it. I really am. I love that thing. Yeah. And uh, we got a chance to go to dinner last night with the Mercedes people. Yeah. And they were thrilled with the reaction that this audience had. We're going to do it again. They said we would love to be able to give away another Sprinter van. And uh, so the question is, who will then go, who will then go cross country? And I don't know if you would do it again, Seton, this time going maybe north or across the Midwest. I'm definitely available. Uh, Paulie, would that be something you would be interested in? Of course. In? I love a good road trip, uh, food, food, and food. Uh, Todd, you probably wouldn't be a good candidate. It sounds on paper like a really good time. I'm just concerned that they have to get to the destination by a certain date, I would think. They don't have a month to get there. No, no. It's got to be, you got to start, and then you got to get to right. the destination. It'll probably take a few weeks later. With yes, Paul. Who wouldn't want to see their country in a $200,000 Mercedes Sprinter <laughs> van? <laughs> Go to a dealership today, test drive this Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, get that Sprinter van, and tell them your dream sent you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Uh, it's been a fun week here in Los Angeles. All the great folks who uh, work behind the scenes, great to see them. By the way, I went outside, checked out the Traeger grills, just to let you know. Uh, smoked brisket. Uh, we got smoked pork ribs. We got the chicken wings. Uh, a lot of the meat that we have there brought to you by Butcher Box. Uh, we got s'mores for uh, Fritzy. We have uh, Bloody Marys as well. So you guys are going to get a nice base before you get on the plane to head back home. Yeah, what could go wrong with that? A lot. Uh, all the in-studio guests receive gift bags provided by Panini America, the official trading cards of the DP Show, Link Soul Apparel, a lifestyle brand for any occasion, and M-Drive. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. 
We had Ed Orgeron, a former LSU head coach. He was also a coach at USC. Great recruiter, one of the best recruiters in the sport. And uh, Coach O came in a couple of days ago, and I started the interview by first having lis- having him listen to Mark Sanchez, the former USC quarterback, his impression of Coach Ed Orgeron. Answer it if, if you were Coach O talking about Joe Burrow. Well, Joe, <laughs> number one, go Tigers. And Joe, he got the eye of the tiger. He got a heart like a lion. And he love him some gumbo. <laughs> it's pretty good. What do you think? What a go. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Uh, you know, when you walk down the street, let's say Los Angeles, what do people say to you here? Coach O, what do you say, man? How you doing? Yeah. A great reception. I love Los Angeles. Spent 11 years here at USC. Great time for us. What do you miss most? You know, I miss the weather. I miss the people. I love the people here in Los Angeles. I, I had a blast. I thought USC was a first-class program. I love working there, the Coliseum, the games, the recruiting. I recruited all of Southern California, get to meet, meet the people. I've been at almost every high school in Southern California. Great people down there. How did you close? If, if I'm a recruit, yeah, how would you close me in the you know, old days? Here's here's the deal, okay? Manhattan Beach Sunday morning. Me and Pete would bring you down to the Strand. Pete Carroll. Yes, we'd have breakfast in the Strand overlooking Manhattan Beach, and then I would take a personal walk with each recruit down the pier and have a little talk with them. And I'd say, you know what? Check this out. You come to USC, you can be like, there's Kobe Bryant's house. There's this movie star's house, this movie star's house. Now, I don't know if they live there, but it damn sounded good. <laughs> do you lie to recruits? You know what? I, 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 basically, I do a good job of listening to what they want. They will tell you. And I learned if you're a good listener, recruits will tell you what they want, and then you can deliver what they want. But name, image, and likeness, how is that going to change recruiting? Well, it's going to be the, the number one factor, I believe, in where uh, players go to school. And uh, you better have your stuff together. You better have a lot of money ready, and you better have a system. Okay. What do you think was available at Texas A&M when, uh, <laughs> when Jimbo Fisher got all upset where they had the number one recruiting class yeah, and he made yeah. it seem like this had nothing to do with yeah. any of that oil money down there? Well, obviously, uh, I'm, I don't know. And I think those guys busted their tail recruiting because I know those guys and I think they do that. But I do believe that it was a big factor. And I do believe you got to compliment them. They must have had a great system on how to get it done. And uh, because the players are going to go where they're going to make the most money. Can you have a slush fund? You know, here, here's it's illegal so to say uh, you're not supposed to be able to direct the name, image, and lightning, according to the NCAA. But I do believe there's some backdoor policies going on. <laughs> <laughs> that the guys that really, the guys that are doing a great job have a great plan. What was the craziest recruiting story you ever heard? Oh, my Lord. I got a bunch of them. Yo, one time. No names, no names. No, one time we, we had a recruit. I was at I was at the University of Mississippi. We had a recruit that was committed to us, and we couldn't get in touch with him. And all of a sudden, on the last night that we could go visit him, I had already go. I already visited him. I'd send like nine of my coaches to his house, 
and Mississippi State was at his house, and it was a big deal, and they was calling me and stuff like that. I said, Coach, we can't get in there. I said, keep on fighting, keep on fighting. Well, I stayed to midnight, and that was it. Well, the next day was a dead period. We couldn't get in contact with the young man. They hit him in a church, <laughs> in the back of a church. He didn't go to school. They hit him Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, obviously, he didn't sign with us. <laughs> Who broke your heart? Is there one that stands out? Oh, Adrian Peterson. Oh. Man, I loved him. I loved Adrian. Oklahoma better offered a better package no, it, to him. It, this this is a true story. We go we go down to see Adrian, me and Pete, and uh his mother ran track at I think it was at Houston. Wonderful lady. And Adrian and I had a great relationship. He loved Pete Carroll, but I felt like he and I were very tight. One time he says, Coach. I uh, went to school. He says, Coach, I want you to follow me. I couldn't, I couldn't drive with him. We went 30 miles. I said, I don't know where we're going. We stopped at this little country store, and he bought a gingerbread cookie. I couldn't buy it for him for supper. And then we went to a basketball game. And we sat in the, sat in the, in the gym, and I said, what are we doing? He said, you see that guard right there? I got to play him next week. Coach, come and scout him. How about that? <laughs> then... He, I said, well, Adrian, what is the key to getting you here at USC? He says, Coach, well, Bob Stoops, my dad is incarcerated. Bob Stoops won't see him. Well, me and Pete Carroll tried to go get him. And to go see him, they wouldn't let us in. But Adrian said, Coach, my dad is be able to watch my games where he's at. Well, if I go to Oklahoma. I tried to get the guy transferred to Los Angeles. <laughs> Wait, you tried to get Adrian's dad? <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, I competed. I competed. Couldn't get it done, but I competed. He's uh, Ed Orgeron, the uh, former head coach at LSU. Why aren't you coaching? Well, I want to take a year off. Uh, you know, uh, think about this. I've been going to a university since I started college for 42 years, all right, I wanted to take I wanted to take one year off, settle down, let the dust settle. I have three great sons. In fact, my twins, it's their birthday today, Parker and Cody, they're 24 years old. They all want to coach. My oldest son, Tyler, is 29. Uh, we're trying to get them analyst job, get them in college, because they will all go be with me. So there's a little adjustment there. We got one settled. Uh, one's going to take the year off, and one's going to try to get in the NFL. So I, I wanted to spend my time working with them, settle down, and then see what's available for me next year. Was LSU fair to you? Yes. I do believe that. Hey, listen, I, I left with LSU, no regrets. I knew one day that was going to happen. Look, hey, you can't have two losing seasons yeah. you know, at LSU. That, that, that's the standard. We set the standard at 15 and 0, and it wasn't there. But look, they gave me a, a great settlement. Uh, I don't have to work again in my life if I don't want so they were very fair to me what do you think of Brian Kelly's accent I think um, I think I'm the only coach that didn't have to worry about an accent but I'll show you that who was more important uh, when you were recruiting uh, Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase well both are different you know I think that uh, Jamar was committed to Florida he was in the state of Louisiana but I needed a quarterback and uh, they, Joe set the tempo for everybody. So I got to say it's Joe. And, but that, that's a hard question. 
But when did you notice, though, that he had it? You know, so funny. Joe comes down, and uh, he tells me, say, Coach, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear your recruiting game. I know you're a great recruiter. I don't need to hear it. I just want to talk football and eat crawfish. I said, okay. <laughs> I was kind of frustrated, to be honest with you. I couldn't I could get my claws on him, man. I, every time I try to get him, you know, uh, no, no, he won't talk. Um, hey, I never had a recruit that want to talk to the head coach. So we have a football meeting, and we had set up some plays that he had ran at Ohio State, some plays that we're going to run. His dad was in the meeting, Steve Ensminger, who did a great job, offensive coordinator, George Munoz made the deal. Jerry Sullivan, 74 years old, had been in the NFL for years. I'm in there. And all of a sudden, we start watching the film. I start asking Joe's questions. And I figured out immediately that Joe was the smartest person in that room, including me, including all the coaches. And I was happy about it. And that showed me his football intelligence, what I saw in that meeting. Yeah. And as I, that's what you see today. Put that LSU team up against your best USC team. <laughs> Give me your best USC team. Yeah. Yeah, you know, 2003, 2004 was good teams. Okay. And we had some great defenses, man. Who wins? Uh, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't say it. it. It'll be tight. It'll be a tight game. It's a different game nowadays. You know, we score more points. Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Reggie Bush? You know, I, I, I like Reggie. But what Joe Burrow did for us at LSU is the greatest player, in my, my opinion, in LSU history. And so, uh, Reggie. Uh, but, but to have a quarterback, to do it, you, to me, I, I think to win the championship, you need a great quarterback. I learned that from Jimmy Johnson. Get a great quarterback who's smart and tough, get great defensive linemen. Do you ever get in a fight on a recruiting trip? <laughs> like with another recruiter? <laughs> we had some battles. Uh, well, know, what do you mean? You know, we, we had some battle, but and never got in a fist fight. But I wanted to, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you want a piece of? You know, I, I got I got to say, I got to tell you this story, man. This this is a pretty cool story. We, uh, You know, I'm recruiting Sean Cody, the USA defensive player, number one player in the country, Los Altos. You know, and uh, you, Jackson, and I are commuting from Orange County. And he calls me Sunday night. He says, hey, man, what you got going? I said, I'm getting my, my visit ready for Sean Cody. He goes, oh, no, you're not. He said, we got to meet with uh, Mike Garrett tomorrow morning. I said, for what? He said, we're getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> you know? So so we go there, and I'm sitting there, and, and Mike, you know, Mike said, you know, it didn't work out with Paul. I get, Paul was great to me. <laughs> So uh, he says, listen, guys, look, I don't know what y'all want to do. I'm going to pay y'all. If you want to go look for jobs, go look for jobs. If you want to go recruit, go recruit. Well, I got a mentor here in town, uh, Brian Kennedy, and a uh, great man. I called him. He says, get your butt on the road recruiting right now. So I go to schools that day that they fired Paul Hackett. Coaches are laughing at my butt, okay? And I took it. I went to one school, and I'm not going to say the name, but it was it, he was a great recruiter at UCLA. He was a recruiting coordinator. And uh, the guy was not very good to me. Not very good to me. I left. I said, I'm going to get you back. I'm coming. And um, I became the recruiting coordinator. And uh, I, took, I took over Orange County, which, you know, is a, a, big, a big recruiting area. But I also took his area. <laughs> you took his paper route. Yeah, he knew where I was at.
Every day. Uh, let's do the what is Coach O benching these days. <laughs> um, Paulie, I'll start with you. Now, this is one rep, Coach Max. One rep. Okay. I, I'm going to go 310. Ooh. I got a lot of confidence in him. Good. Seton O'Connor. Uh, man, I'm going to go, no offense, 290. 290. Ooh. All right, Fritzy. 340 was the first number to pop in my head. 340. I like okay. that. I'm going to go 325, Coach. You guys are there, man. You're right there. What do you got? I'm going to disappoint all of you. Okay? <laughs> and I hate to say this. I've got a torn rotator cuff. Oh. I, oh. I haven't bench pressed in four years, believe it or not. And I refuse to get operated on my rotator cuff. So it's all, it's all flies and stuff like that. But if I could, it would always be 315. I promise you that. 315. I promise you that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not bad. Not bad. Could you take all three of those guys? No question. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you. Enjoy time with the family Thank there. You, and uh, and you'll be coaching next year in college? Uh, we don't know. I'll see, what's, I'll see what's the best thing available. I'm keeping all my options open. Thank you, bud. Thank you. The unmistakable voice of Coach O, Ed Orgeron. He's probably going to be in the media, I'm going to guess. I get that feeling. But, uh, yeah, a lot of good stories. He's a funny guy. And, uh, you know, when you, you just hear that voice, you know. Imagine if you're a recruit. He walks in, and everybody who has met him, everybody on the set, you know, backroom people, he would ask you a million questions. People who were camera people. He, he came in, and he owned the building. He's like, what do you do here? How long have you been here? How long does it take you to get to work? What do you want to do in life? And I respected that. He did say hello to everybody here. Super Week brought to you by M-Drive. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll give you our Super Bowl picks. Uh, we'll check out what's on the Traeger grills as well. And last call for phone calls. Try to squeeze all of that in. Final 20 minutes here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I want to thank everybody behind the scenes here. Great folks at KLAC, LABC. Uh, got to see a lot of people we haven't seen in a long time. Made this a very, very special trip, and it showed in the work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Here's Arcade Fire. A lot of friends here today. I want to thank Don, Wags, Nicholas, uh, a lot of the great people here behind the scenes. Yeah, Paulie. Trey and Chris and Ben and Nick and Mark and Bill and everybody here. We worked here for a long time. Yeah, uh, but great to see them, and they, they put in a long day and the quality work it shows. So thank you. And our great sponsors who uh, showed up. Traeger, been great. Butcher Box, uh, Panini, 
uh, Link Soul People, M Drive, uh, DraftKings, Mercedes. Mercedes, thank you again for the van that Seton has to go out in about 15 minutes from now and say goodbye to her. <laughs> <laughs> kiss it goodbye. Literally oh, kiss it man. goodbye. All right, uh, Monday we'll be back in the man cave, and uh, we'll recap the show. I know Carson Palmer is going to join us on Monday. Ross Tucker and possibly Ryan Clark as well, so we're looking good for Monday. So All right, thank you, Todd. And uh, great job. Did you have another limerick that you... I did have one more limerick. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's just roll it out. Yes, yes, let's get it all out. Or get it over with. Over with. They once were known more for their chili, but NFL fans now know that's just silly. Don't mean to sound catty, but when you think of the natty, no Bengals are real, not Millie Vanilli. Oh! There you go. We ended on strongly, right? That's nice, toddler. There we go. I like that. All right. Well done. And strong. You know what? Maybe retire the limerick on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean and totally unnecessary. I didn't make that click sound, I don't think, all week. But did I? I don't think I did. No, you didn't make that. I'm hydrated now. The wings and the meat and the fish. But you'll find something to make fun of what you just did. Okay. You have been a joy to be around this week. Thank you. You Not on the show. Oh, not on the but show. But off the show. In general. But yeah. we, we all yeah. bonded. We got some sunshine. No, it and, was great. The Valley Girl week. imitation. I mean, you had a couple of drinks. We had some wine. You were a lot of fun. I socialized. I yeah. didn't just kind of hang out in the room. I got out there. No, with you, you did a great job. Thanks. Great guest, and uh, I know you worked really hard on this. I appreciate it. All right. Yes, Paul. At the bar the other night, I thought it was a body-switching movie. I was getting home at 6.45, and Fritzy's still at the yeah. bar when I left. It's like, what happened to me? I'll see you guys later. I know. Weaklings, they got to go, oh, it's 8 o'clock already. That's 11 o'clock <laughs> Eastern time. I got to go. Well, we weren't, we weren't surrounded by five women. Where you going? It's only 8.12. <laughs> we were talking. I thought you thought you liked me. <laughs> no. Even though you're, even though you're 80. <laughs> you definitely look like my grandfather. <laughs> You not got, going out with you. <laughs> I'm definitely not going back to your room, wherever that is. That sounds like if you did stand-up and you did that. But instead, I chose my bed, terrible material, and bombed at various places yeah, around but, the country. But, but no, you have new material, and you it's do. working. The audience seems to be... But enjoying. I don't know if impressions of stand-up comedy, you still need the material and the jokes and the stories. You can't, you know, then, you're, then you're Rich Little, you're an impression. I, I just dated myself, no one... You've got to be at least yeah, 50 nobody. years old to know who Rich Little is. Yeah. But you can't just do Those impersonations. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of him. Update the uh, final results of the poll question. Would you rather make the Hall of Fame and never win a Super Bowl or be known as a very good player with a Super Bowl ring MVP? The old Joe Flacco, Dan Fouts poll question, the classic. <laughs> Dan Fouts, 54% winning the poll. All right. All right. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Uh, on this day in sports history, John Elway. John Elway won his second Super Bowl. John Wright, he did. And he just galloped off in a, in glory. He didn't gallop. He didn't. He kind of limped his way out. Yes, he did. That's a nice way to get out there. It was on this day in 1990, one of the biggest upsets in boxing history. That's Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson in the uh, 10th round. I think that's uh, about it. Let me get a couple of phone calls. People have been on hold a long time. And I apologize, you know. got caught up with a lot of things. Matt in Cincinnati. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind today? Hey, boss. Who day? Here we go. We're not getting any sleep down here in Cincinnati. we got a couple days left. But I wanted to um, get a pie-in-the-face bet. Who wants a piece of this? Front row, back row, don't matter. I got the Bengals, of course, and whoever wants the Rams. Uh, does anybody want a piece of this for a uh, pie-to-the-face? 
I already have a pie to the face coming. That's my that's my only my hes- that's my only hesitation. And Joe Burrow's got that magic. Who's up. who's picking the Bengals here? Paulie is picking them outright. Outright. Okay. Seaton? Rams. Okay. Fritzel? I think the Rams will have at least one more point than the Bengals when the game's over. <laughs> Basically, I have the Rams with it. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of that? Stop making fun of him. You guys are bullies. You should go to Human Resources. It's a little too much. I would love to pick the Bengals, but I'd be picking the Bengals just because I want the city of Cincinnati to win here. I, I think the Rams are going to win at home. Uh, they got star power. I'm not to the point where I go, I'm not betting against Joe Burrow. Like, I got to the point where I would not bet against Tom Brady. But they got star power, and the stars better show up. Because, uh, you know, Cincinnati is unfazed here. I just think L.A. being at home, and uh, I, I, I think it'll be close. But I, I like the Rams. Yeah. But if the Bengals win, you're going to the parade. Oh, well, they might not invite me. <laughs> and a guy who didn't pick us to win, <laughs> say hello to Cincinnati's own Dan Patrick. Uh, let me see. Uh, Nick in Wisconsin. Hi, Nick. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me? Hey, Nick. Bye, Nick. Yeah, buzzkill. <laughs> uh, Corey in Tennessee. Hi, Corey. Dan, how's it going, man? Good, Corey. Six foot, six foot, two ten. All right. All right. Um. I got a question for you, man. Out of all of these studios that you have done the Super Bowl at, what is your favorite studio location? Well, I would probably say Arizona. We we, we built a western town. We actually had horses and cattle there. For five days. Yeah. <laughs> and... And we had cowboys that we hired. Remember the dude, like, you would just be sitting there doing the show and there would be a window behind you, and a guy would just go by on a horse. Like, that was his job for the day, was to be the guy on the horse. It's just, we had a guy that uh, used to be our boss, Chris Long, and if he said he was going to make something happen, he made it happen. And uh, forever indebted to him. You know, he kind of ruined it for everybody who does these shows. It's like, uh, did you build a ranch? No, no, we didn't. That's not as good as the Dan Patrick show. Yes, Todd. And then we have Seton coming out of a saloon with his guns, and he's like kind of falling over into the street. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts here, Todd? Um, what was, did you learn? What did I learn? You'd rather be a pro football Hall of Famer than win a Super Bowl ring. Paulie? Heck of a week. Great weather out here. Seton? Ed Orger on rules. Sincoro tequila, delicious, ultra smooth, naturally rich tequila. And I got a friend going to keep me company on Super Bowl Sunday. Nice. Perfect toast to a life well played. Drink responsibly, Sincoro tequila, imported by Cinco Spirits. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday from the Man Cave. Close out the show with one more item here, and it's sleep number. Well, I don't have my sleep number bed here in Los Angeles. You miss your bed. Yes, I do. And my bed misses me because I know I get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year with my Sleep Number 360 smart bed. It's so smart that it just recognizes me. When I jump in bed, it's like, hi. And I go, hi. I know I'm going to get a great night's sleep. And this is really something you can do. Start your New Year's. This is a great New Year's resolution. Get healthier. Get better sleep. Yes, Todd. You're like looking right at me. So is my not in good enough health? Is that what we're No, saying? no, I didn't. I, I was just I was making eye contact here. Why are you so defensive? For obvious reasons. It's time for Sleep Number's ultimate sleep number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. 
Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details.